Come on, Wayne. Give him a welcome as he gets up. Come on. You know, without love, it's almost cliched in Christian circles to talk about love. Come here, mate. And I, I, this is, uh, as an introduction to Wayne, right, the, I, I, we have literally so many people in this church who are so loved, who kind of do stuff and, and are just involved and, and you name it. And it is, it, it is really easy to say that you are right up there with the very best Wayne. The love and appreciation and respect for you. If you don't know, Wayne and uh, Fatmon and Io head up our worship team. Um, and Wayne and his wife Julie have been with us for quite a few years now. And my two twin boys who are 16 are in the worship team. And it is an easy thing to say that Wayne is in his 50s and they're 16 and they have a laugh with him, they love him, they respect him, and he's a father figure in the team to young lads as well. And Wayne is just an incredible guy, and I'm really excited about doing this. And, and I want, I, I, you know, these, night, these mornings, thank you, because it, it's, it's all, you know, it's what God's done in his life and who he is and everything. Um, Can't get the mute off the mic. To be fair, Julie's more used to getting up here and doing this bit than you. You're yeah. normally, you've normally That's got one of them fine, things, though. haven't you? Just a little flick switch and you're away like. I can hear it. It's on. Can you hear it? Oh, oh, oh. This is not going, this is not going well, is it? We're having all kinds of technical Listen, problems. Listen, this is just an example of my life, you'll find out. <laughs> not no problem. Listen, this is... It's been scripted, this. Even that was scripted. <laughs> We're just trying to relax you all. Yeah, you know? take a all chill. Right. Come on, Wayne. We, we, we chatted and I found out some stuff that I didn't know about sure. you. Um, <coughs> and I, it's probably a good place to start in it, a little bit about your past um, and, and your history. What was it like growing up? Um, well, I was um, one of four kids. Uh, my, my dad was a, a miner. Um, my mum, she used to work in the weaving shed, but by the time I came along a bit later on, she was, she was a housewife, she was at home. Um, you know, a regular, regular upbringing. Uh, I had a brother and, and two sisters. Um, still do, yeah, still have, still have a brother and two sisters, yeah. And uh, we didn't go to church, uh, there wasn't really any any talk of God, um, but if, I guess if somebody had have asked me, do you believe in God, I'd have probably said yeah, um, but no relationship, I didn't have any, any dealings with that. Um, wasn't acted out or... Wasn't acted out, there was nobody actively saying, that's a load of rubbish, there's no God. In fact, uh, at one stage, my brother, uh, which I haven't shared with you, um, went... Um, went to the local Baptist church. Um, it, one of his friends was in a band, Sounds Purpose. I don't know if anybody can remember Sounds Purpose back in the 60s. Um, but um, he, he went to church. He was about, I guess he was about, about 18 or something like that. So there was no, nobody said anything. Nobody said what, my dad never said, what's all this? What are you doing? 
there was none of that. So, um, although I've never, I never spoke to my parents about about God. Um, I didn't have the opportunity. Um, I don't tragedy, know. I don't really. Tragedy struck. Didn't yeah, it? tragedy struck. Um, when I was sixteen, my dad. He, um, well, he got pancreatic cancer. And, and he just died. And I was only 16. And, um, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Um, even though I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to bond with him. Because I was only 16. He was a minor, he was on, on night shift and day turn, and we never saw each other apart from the weekend. He'd take me out for a walk, and we'd go walk around the, 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 the flashes and stuff like that. But I didn't get an opportunity to, to know him, really. Yeah. Uh, as much as I'd have liked to. And I know that's a similar, a similar situation with Vicky. Um, so after, after that, um, we picked ourselves up. Um, although I never saw my mum and dad in a, um, as though, obviously they were husband and wife and you know, you just assumed they love each other. You, I never saw much, much signs of that. But when my dad passed away, um, as you can imagine, my mother was heartbroken. Um, and that's when I, I saw, you know, she loved him yeah. for, for all, the, all his faults, because there were faults, yeah. there were issues, there was um, stuff that I was told about by my older brothers and sisters, which I didn't witness, uh, about how my dad treated my mum. But time moves on. Um, couple the, the, the big thing that came out when, when we were talking was that... There's a, there is a genuine, not to, you, you can't go back and change it, but there is a genuine regret there. And we, we talk a lot in this church about regrets and living a no regrets lifestyle. Yeah. And, and I, I think this has impacted you on, on your life, hasn't it? You, you know, right, it, it's, yeah. it's made a difference in you. And I know, I know we were talking, and, and I guess anybody who's got, got kids, um, it doesn't matter whether you're the best parent in the world. I've got two. I've got two girls who I love. I love more than you'll ever know. But Come on. there comes a time. There comes a time when they grow up, and that comes too quick. And there comes the time when they go off to university, and they don't come home. They have their own lives, and it doesn't matter how good of a dad or how good of a mum you are. You always wish you had more time to do more while yeah. there were kids. Yeah. So my, you know, my, and I remember Julie's mum saying this to, to us when our kids were stressing us out. Enjoy it. It's a fleeting moment. It'll be so gone good. before you know it. So, so good, anybody who's got kids in here now, there comes a time when you're pulling your hair out. You can't get some sleep and, and they want you... They want you go here and there, and you've played football with them if the lads, maybe our oh, girls these days, obviously. Um, and but do it again, do it again. 
Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah, come on. Because there will be regrets that you've not done enough, even though you have. So that's my advice as a, as a parent who's got grown-up kids. That's I know there's really lots good. of kids in here now. That's really good. That's really good, Wayne. And, and it wasn't just your, uh, your dad that died young. There was, there was more to come in, that's in right. following years, wasn't there? Yeah. Well, well, a couple of years later, my, my mum, she had a stroke. She was quite a heavy smoker, um, and obviously that has contributed to, to the situation. Um, so we, she, it was quite a bad stroke, um, and she, she was around, still around, but she couldn't get about, and um, obviously she was anxious, she got depressed, smoked more, she tried to give up. But ended up smoking more. But we did have some good times. Uh, me and me and Julie would would be go round to ours, and we would spend times laughing and joking, watching watching films. I mean, I don't know if you've ever, and it's not really a, a film you should be watching, I suppose. But Blazing Saddles. Does anybody <laughs> remember that? We laughed and we laughed and we laughed, especially around the campfire. <laughs> you know, so that. I, so, precious times, yeah. precious times with your family. Um, and that's good when you look back, yeah. that we did some stuff, even though she couldn't get around. But she lasted seven years with a stroke till the cancer finally got her, lung cancer. Um, and she died when I was 25. So by the time I was 25, I'd lost both my parents. Um, not enough time with them. Again, if your parents are around, make sure you see them. Yeah. Make sure you spend some time with them. They love you. They brought you into this world. If, you've, if you've, your parents are there, give them a ring this afternoon. Just chat to them. <coughs> Tell them you love them. Do you know what? This, this is the kind of... of this is where these, uh, these sessions are so good because it's different to a normal preach. Because mm -hmm. a normal preach, you know, you don't always say things like that, but these are the kind of things that come out. And yeah. this is good godly advice. Mm. You know, the Bible says to honour your mother and father. Yeah. Um, it, it's good. But the, the, your, your mum dying, it, it, was, it was a significant moment, not just because of the loss, but something good did come of that, didn't it, really? That's if you, right. That's right. You, um, I owe my salvation to Jesus, obviously, but to my mum. That's what triggered that off. Because after the funeral service, as is tradition, the week after the family go back to the church and, um, you know, they, they pay their respects. Um, but two of my family carried on going to church. My sister and my brother-in-law, and me and Julie were, still are, very close to them. Uh, we used to, because they're just a little bit older than us, a couple of years, that's all. So we used to spend time together, go around to their house, we'd go out for meals, we'd go days out and stuff like that. <coughs> and one, one time, when we went round to their house, they told us that they'd continue to go to church. And they'd made a commitment to Jesus. And 
I didn't understand it really, but it intrigued me. Yeah. Um, and these two new Christians who knew next to nothing about Jesus started to witness to us, started to tell us the good news about Jesus in the, only, in the best way they could. And because, because we love them and we knew they had integrity. I mean, Dave, Dave was at, at the same school as me and, and he was a singer in a band and I looked up to him and I'm thinking, if this guy, there's got to be something in it. There's got to be something in this. Yeah. So over the weeks, the, the few weeks that passed, they, they would talk to us about, about Jesus, sure, things, what, what it said in the Bible. But they weren't giving you, it wasn't, this wasn't deep theological no, no, it knowledge. Wasn't. This wasn't them explaining the intricacies of the gospel. I mean, Not you, at all. The, you, you were discussing questions and, and, and uh, what does this mean? What does that yeah. mean together but from what you were saying? That's right. And certainly once, once we became Christians, um, exploration of the Bible began. Yeah. You know, um, but what actually happened, because uh, we would go round to the house every week, um, and they'd tell us about Jesus and I'd go in and, and Jesus is in my head <laughs> no I thought he was in your heart yeah. <laughs> at, that, at, that, at that point he hadn't quite dropped to my heart yet but um, me and Julie went rolls up at, at the house one day and I said I have something to say I said on a certain day last week, let's call it a Thursday. On Thursday, I gave my life to Jesus. And Julie turned around and said, so did I. <laughs> and we Unknown to each other, Unknown wasn't it? Unknown to each other. Unknown to each other. We'd both we're, we're, give Hold hearts. on, hold on, because you need to tell him. You've not told him the full story. Where exactly were you when you gave <laughs> you? I don't know where Julie was, but I know where you were going. <laughs> Would you believe I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom? I was brushing my teeth and Jesus was saying, ask me in, ask me in, boy. You know, you know, you know it makes sense, kind of thing. And I could resist no longer. The, the, the tenderness of his call Come on, Wayne. Uh, let, me, let me read the scripture. Um, 1 Peter 3, 15. Um, we should be able to get this up for you. It, it says this. It says, instead, Paul's he, he, uh, he's talking previous to this, but he said, this is the key bit. He says, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. You would expect to hear that in church, obviously. But he goes on to say this. says, and if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, believers in this place, listen to this. Always be ready to explain it. Yeah. Now, the, the, here's where it says in Revelation <coughs> that it's by the word and the testimony. Yeah. 
It's not just the word alone, it's testimony. And the testimony of Wayne here, and it's, it's very similar to mine, I didn't come to Christ through uh, some deep theological understanding of what the word said or anything like that. It was an experience of someone who we respected and looked up to yeah. that, that got me curious and that got me thinking and similar with yourself. That, that's right, yeah. and, and, and Peter says, he says, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. He doesn't say, make sure you've got all your ducks lined up, make sure you know every single answer to every single question someone's going to ask you, although it's good to be able to give an answer, obviously. But he says, keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when, you, when they see what a good life you live because you belong yeah. to Christ. Yeah. You know what? It is our testimony. It is who we are. Yeah. Living epistles. Mm. We are the Bible to the world it says doesn't yeah. it um so yeah you you and and you guys i mean you had such a respect for your brother-in-law particularly because you ended up in band together and your sister obviously that's right, yeah. i think the four of you were were, were were regularly friends and that's right we and, and we stay and we still are and and we and you know and i was going to to them with with these questions about the bible expecting them to know the answers and they'd not been christians mo more than a couple of months before us you know and you know uh searching the scriptures um to to find answers and and it was great and and i um i found a passion in in looking at the canon of scripture you know looking at the texts the uh the majority text and the different codexes and and where it's come from and the the difference between the you know the, the the books that are in the Bible and why they're there, as opposed to um, some spurious book, which which because there was lots of books around. Mm. Very but good. God told the right people to put those the right books, the inspired Word of God. Amen. There's lots of other writings which are, are good for building up, yeah. but they're not the inspired Word of God. Very good way. That Bible is the inspired word of god excellent excellent really really good i i i really want i can't uh, express this enough we're in the middle of summer you know in one sense church numbers are low everyone's away on holiday and all this kind of stuff but uh, let me encourage your church through through wayne's testimony through how he became a christian and and what you some more stuff you're going to hear you know you don't have to be perfect at explaining the word of god or anything but but share your faith. Mm. When you get that opportunity, just share it with the, with the people you've got influence with. Share it and, and let them know about what you're doing because yeah. Wayne, Wayne wouldn't be here this morning if it wasn't for this. And I, I, don't, know, right. and I know he's glad to be here. Amen. Absolutely. Your life's been changed. So, right. so where did it go from there, Wayne? Um, put you on the spot with that one. Yeah, you bit, put me I? on the spot because I'm not sure where you want me to go with that. <laughs> so, well, I mean, obviously we... We continued. Um, well, church, I'll tell you what, let me... Make, yeah, okay. Ha, church, because yeah, sure, obviously you weren't sure. going to church at this point. You guys no. were just meeting up and... Yeah, that's right. So we, we started attending church um, and, I, and we went and we carried on going to St. Peter's uh, C of E Church in Bryn because that's where I live. That's where I still live. And it, it was good. We, we had a couple, of, a couple of good years there. But then, as I searched the scriptures, 
you know, there's a portion of scripture which says, repent and be baptized. And I hadn't repented and be baptized. I'd been christened and then I repented. Mm. And it didn't sit right with me. So I discussed it with the vicar and I said, you don't do full immersion baptisms. But I do, that's what it says in the Bible. I must follow this. And so someone was standing at a bus stop somewhere and got told that, hey, there's baptisms happening at Earlstone Baptist Church. And I said, that's for me. Incredible. And Julie said, that's for me. Come on. And Julie was six months pregnant with April. <laughs> and we went along and we had some meetings with a wonderful man. And we got baptised with, with Julie, six months pregnant. And it wasn't long before, before we, we were permanent members of Earlstone Baptist Church. It was an old-fashioned type church. We sang hymns. We, you know, but it wasn't the say. It wasn't you stand up, sit down, keep moving of the Church of England. Um, it was a bit more life. It was a bit. The pastor, particularly, he. Yeah, I mean, well, he was a real. He's a, he was just a, a big inspiration in our lives. Bob Beckett, his name, and his wife Jean. Um, and they took us under under his wing and and um, helped us, brought us on. Uh, we became a family in the church because we had April and then we had Jasmine. Um, he encouraged me, me to um, pick the guitar up and I knew a few chords and uh, I started singing some choruses, you know, this little light of mine and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't need to be big to be beautiful. <laughs> All these and, and, a, and a few more as we, as we went on. A few more with three cards instead of two, <laughs> you know, as we, as we go on. And, um, and we stayed there for about 16 years. Um, but during that time, um, I, mean, I, remember, I remember going to, and I'll, I might speak about this later, but I remember going to a Kefan Lee holiday and, and Bob and Jean came with us and we went out to Powys Castle. And Bob stood there with his, his walking cane and he points it. This is all my father's kingdom. And it just blew me away. Because he knew. I, I've got written down here actually from, from before. I'm going to bring this in so it doesn't get missed. You, you said the phrase when we were, when we were uh, you know, preparing for this. Baptism changed my life. That's right. Baptism changed my life. Um because of the process as well yeah. and the witness and, and it was a, a room similar size to this and it was chocker to the rafters with people. I think, I think as well that, and maybe this, I, I, you know, the, the purpose of this is to maybe bring some stuff out in, in people here that if you've not been baptised, think about it, we do regular baptisms yes. in the church 
Um, you know, this, this wasn't me trying to put words into Wayne's mouth. This was literally so. And as soon as I heard it, I, I wrote it down. Yeah. Baptism change. It's not just the process of going through the water. It's all of the significance of it mm. and what it means. And, and I think it's that standing up for God, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Uh, the testimony. It, it, you, you know, it is a key part of the Christian life, being baptized. Yeah, it, and, that, it, it and that was the things, point that, yeah. that I said, this is it. I'm yeah. just going to stand up for God. And God put, put me and Julie in the right place at the right time with the right people. Yeah. Uh, iron sharpens iron. And, we, and we, we just all clicked together. And it was great for a long, long time. And he, he, he unfortunately and, uh, died eventually, in the end. Um, because he, he, he was a retired man at the time. Um, he, he was an ex-prison probation officer. And then he took the church on when he retired. Um, but he, he had a stroke and we, we spent hours at the hospital praying um, very close to him and to Jean. Um, but it was, it was exactly a year after the Twin Towers attacks, a year to the day, and he went home. And this man has, has had a, I mean, when you think about it, we don't often think about the impact we have on other people's lives, but this man has, and we all have that same opportunity, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on, because... Yeah, before I start blubbering. <laughs> <laughs> um, bands. Music is your passion, Wayne. That's right. It? it really, really is. I mean, come on, we've all seen him rocking at the back of the stage there. I mean, it, uh, and, and, and I'm, come on, Wayne, give it large, go, go for it. Um, so y- your sister and, and Dave, her husband, your brother-in-law, uh, obviously, Dave, <coughs> you know, you came to faith through them, but yeah. it was more than that because obviously Dave was a musician as That's well, That's right, Dave was a musician. Um, he was a singer um, and he had a brother, has a brother, um, who was starting a band um, and they were looking for a singer. And Dave approached me and said, well, they're looking for a singer. You love singing, you enjoy it. I'd never, never sang with a band. I was 16, 17 years old. I'd left school, I'd, I'd been a timid guy at school. I wouldn't say boo to a goose and I was just glad to get the schooling over and get out and get a job. Um, so I'd left school um, and I went to, I, I said, I, I'm gonna have a go at this. And I went along and, and I joined this band um, what, 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 what was it called again? Yes, yeah, a rather unfortunate name, <laughs> to be honest with you. And, I, and I've, been, I've been haunted by unfortunate names <laughs> a little bit. So the, the name of this band was Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another one. What was that second there were, one yeah, called? Yeah, there was... Oh, Barry, do you have to? <laughs> <laughs> the, that no, began the, with an S as the, well, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Well, yeah. Um, what, was, what was the other one called? Wayne? And I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't have any thoughts of this as I was prancing around the front of the stage, jumping over tables and stuff like that. It was called the Stud. <laughs> I ask you, you it's the, the good, the, innocent, the bad, and the ugly up here. You get in. It's the in, it's the innocence of youth because we were all teenagers. We were all young. We were all between like fourteen and seventeen, and. Um, you never thought, you know, when, when we were saying, when, when I think of a stallion, I'm thinking, um, 
the the Ferrari sign or the Mustang yeah, sign yeah, or yeah. or the Lloyd's horse running through the field <laughs> or else Black Beauty. Remember Black Beauty? One of you remembers Black Beauty. There's a few people remember Black Beauty and they're not owning up to it. But um, you, you, you guys, you, you, you became part of this band. You, you went right. out quite a bit. And, and I mean, this was a significant part of your life. There yeah. was a lot of, uh, I mean, the, you know, in fact, your best friend, I think that might have been slightly later on, but you met him. He was That's auditioning right, yeah. in a, that was a later format. Yeah. Was that, that your, was the Christian band. The Christian one. Yeah, and I, um, so, so we had a cut. We went, uh, started off with Stallion. We did a bit of our own stuff couple of covers like my fire we used to do what a cracking tune the doors come yeah on. yeah so we used to do that Jim Morrison yeah um, and then but the lore of the clubs was calling um, and there was a band called who was the looking for a singer called the stud and I, th I thought I can earn a few Bob here as well it never works out in I've never earned any money, <laughs> to be honest with you. You know, it, it all gets spent on equipment or hiring <laughs> vans. Um, so I, I went, I went with them for a while um, before um, joining up again with um, with my friend Gary, Dave's brother, and we and we we formed a band uh, called Free of Charge, and that was a purely um, own stuff own material um we did a few demos and put them all online at the moment you you said to me you had a yearning to sing for god that's right because those bands were before i was a christian yeah but i was in free of charge and we were doing all right we do a lot of rehearsing and do the odd gig because you're doing your own stuff we, we had chances for um, recording contract with Warner Brothers. It fell through, but that's by the by. Um, nice to be considered, though. That's right, yeah. Um, but then, because I was a Christian, I did have a yearning to sing, um, sing for God. And my brother-in-law, Dave, he, he, was, he was writing songs and he was playing them, playing them on the acoustic guitar. And he said, do you want it? shall we get together? We'll sing a few songs. So we did. And um, no, so we, we, we went singing at, at Elam in St. Helens. And, the, and, and we had a, a bit of an interview session similar to this. And, and the pastor prayed for us. And, and he said, you were gonna do significant great things for God and within within the music um, and we got plenty plenty gigs there was a after lot of that. stuff came from you did, a, lot you did of a big came. event over at Elim in St. Helens yeah, which is a did big a, church that's over right. there but the, the, the big one was uh, Crossfire wasn't it in Liverpool that's right the well, great city of Liverpool the great city of Liverpool <laughs> entry rate does anybody remember the music festival Crossfire similar to Glastonbury but smaller Anybody? Oh, was it a bit, a bigger? <laughs> I mean, it's big it was, event. It, it was, was a big, big event, event back yeah. in back in the nineties. Um, you know, camping out tents and stuff. And and Dave and myself, we were, we were called nothing nothing iffy this time. It was just Dave and Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> basically. So you know, original. So so we were asked to perform at, at Crossfire, 
So we did that for a couple of years because it set out there's all tent, tents, venues to, to sing, and then there's the main stage. So a couple of years we did in you the did tents. You did some of the tents, didn't Yeah, you, and then... it was great stuff. It was really enjoyable. And, you know, we got blessed, and I'm hoping we bless people. Um, but after that, we decided, we said, we need some more members. We need a, we need a band, not just... We don't want to be the proclaimers. We won't be the Rolling Stones, don't we? <laughs> you know. So, so we we got some some other members, and and that's when we were we were practicing and we were looking for a drummer. And and we had auditions. We put a, we put a, an advert in the paper, and and we got we actually got people coming along, which shocked me to be honest with you. But we got about four or five drummers coming along and we auditioned them and then we got this one guy come in and he was a, a short dumpy chap smaller than me so short <laughs> if you know what I mean and and he said he said I'm, I'm a Christian he said I can play the drums he said but I haven't got any drums I said but if, if, if you'll have me I'll get some drums and we had a set of drums set up there we'd got a, a set of drums in so they could just all come in play and that was it so we played and and he was a great drummer but there's more to him than that and and what was so his name? his name is mike purcell and 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 in the end we we just had we had mike and and we waited until he could get a drum kit and we and we had him and and he's become one of my greatest friends, and he's still still to this day, still to this day a great friend. Uh, I still um, go and have jam jam with him. Uh, I still got hopes and aspirations to sing again, and and I'm sure he'll be part of that in uh, in some way because we just linked. And and in, in with Crossfire because you eventually you were asked. That's right. So, so we got the band together, and we and we got had a few gigs. But the next year, we were asked to open the main stage of Crossfire, and we opened up um, on on that main stage, and it was an awesome feeling. Uh, and I remember, um, and I shared this with Barry. There was a microphone. The microphones were set up, and it was one on, on a lead. Let, 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 let okay. me just say, let me okay, just say something, because it'd be good to explain this point. For anyone who, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of us listen to Christian music, th there's generally two types of Christian music you get out there. You've got your worship music, which is the kind of stuff, you know, that we'll all sing and, and praise and worship God to together as a congregation. But then you've got Christian bands who are just producing Christian songs with Christian lyrics, and, and this was more the latter, wasn't it? This, That's right, This yeah. wasn't really too we much praise and worship. We weren't a worship, praise yeah. and worship band. We were a, a, a band like... Casting Crowns or like Third Day and stuff like that. You know, bands who, who love God, who are, are going to sing about him and, uh, and, and put a bit of passion in it. And that's what we wanted. And that's, and that's what I wanted to do. And, and I, you know, and I wanted a radio mic. And, but they said the radio mic mics were just for the rappers. I said, they're not, mate. <laughs> Give us one of them radio mics. Because I thought, I'm on a short wire here. I can't do, any, I can't do anything. I won't go over there. But Jump the off, the, yeah, off the amps and I wanted, stuff. I wanted to do a Bono at that time, <laughs> you know. So, um, so that, and because that, God's filled me with a passion 
Fill me with a passion for, for playing music. Yeah. Fill me with a passion for singing. And I wanted to sing. And I wanted to proclaim his name. And I wanted to enjoy myself. Sh because we we're allowed to enjoy ourselves. Wayne, should we, should we show? Should we show? Are you, are you up for this? We've yeah, got, we can we've, got a, we've, got, we've got a, 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 a we're going to show you a little bit of Wayne. I've not actually seen this yeah, yet. There's no, there's, no, actually... there's no pictures of me on here. It's just, it's just. Oh, a, you've just put it's, it's images just, on it, isn't it? It's not images video. to it to some music. Can we can we run VT? <laughs> <laughs> Have a sit down if you want. Wayne's, what a, what a voice, mate. Thank you. What a voice. Real. Mate, time's marching on. So, 
I, in fact, let, I, I want to... Um, Ephesians 2.10 says this, says, For we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. And you think of, a, of a, an artist drawing a, a, a beautiful picture. That's, what, that's the, the, the theme here that Paul's getting across. And it says, He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And, and I know that song's got a lot of meaning to you. Um, it, it, it's a tearjerker for yourself, isn't yeah, it? Because the, right, the, yeah. obviously you wrote it, the lyrics are, you know, it's, it's who am I? I mean, which is a, a, a really significant thing. Um, I, I, I just want to, because time's short, and, but I, I want to talk about sickness because sickness, you, you, you and Julie have both um, been through some, some sickness in your life. You've had some problems, you've had some issues. Um, yeah, what sure. do you want to say about that? Sure, way? I mean, well, Julie has, has had a hand uh, issue for over 30 years. Um, it's been a constant um, problem for, for her. Um, she, doesn't, she doesn't make much fuss about it, but I know she's in tremendous pain. And we did, we did, we pray and we pray and we pray, but at one point it did go away for four years, but over the last couple of years, it's come back with a vengeance. But there is some hope. Um, there's a, some a, a, a procedure that we're hopefully gonna. Um, she's having a trial for soon, which is going to be a godsend and we, and we thank you for that let me ask you something because healing's a big part of, of most churches yeah. we, we believe in healing in, in this yeah. church we believe God heals so how do you and I've never asked you this this isn't something we've talked about before this and um, because you've you've got the you've got a problem with your throat as well and you've not yeah. you've not had healing with that although you've got an operation coming up I know yeah. How do you? Well, I want to ask you this: How do you, how you know? How do you keep going with your faith when you've not got healing? And I am putting you on the spot. With no, this no, one, it's, it, you didn't know I was going to ask no, you this question. No, we not discussed that at all. It is difficult because you're low and you and you and you see and you read of other people who's been healed, um, but but Julie's not getting healed. I, I've been praying about my issue uh, and I've not been miraculously healed. But, you know, God's got a plan. And we, we are, you know, sometimes we, we're not promised it, uh, an easy ride, are we? You know, but the amount of people Julie's life has touched through that, brought, it, it probably brought people to Christ who would have never come to Christ. Her testimony is brilliant. It's brilliant. And it's miraculous. Yeah. You know, so I, w I would just say, you know, I put my faith in God. I've 100% certain he's there, even if he's silent. You know, as Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said, well, you know, it will go in the fire, but if, if he doesn't save us, well, we, we, we're still going to praise him. You know, so 
and we're going to do the same. Whether, whether he, he's going to heal us through the surgeon or whether he's going to heal us miraculously, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna keep on keeping on. Yeah. Come on. Keep on keeping on. That was, not that this has been scripted, we've obviously talked before, but that, that certainly wasn't something we'd discussed, was no. it? And, um, and wow, can, I couldn't have I put just, it better. Yeah, yeah. I'd just like to, just so, just so that everybody knows, because everybody's going to probably be wondering why I'm singing on there, but I'm not singing on here. Um, and that's because a few years ago, 2014 maybe, I started having... Um, my, my voice would clip out and there were certain things I, I couldn't do anymore and I've had lots of exploratory looks at my throat and the, the, be you know, the best people I could find to look at my throat and they said there's nothing wrong with my throat but what, what they found is that I've got a paralysed diaphragm on the left hand side and that means that I've only got the use of a lung and a half because my diaphragm is pushing up on the lung, so I can't get enough breath. Now, there's an operation which I've been offered and I've accepted, and it's basically they, they pull the diaphragm down and they tie it back so that it opens my lung up again so I can breathe. I can get two full lungs of air. Yeah. And although there's no guarantee that it's going to aid my singing. I have faith. Yeah. And it's going to aid me breathing. Yeah. Very good. And if I can breathe, and we talked about breathing, didn't we? We did, yeah. Uh, and, and I want to pray for you in a moment. Uh, uh, last thing, uh, just because of time marching on, um, I, I want to pick up on this really. This was something you, you, you were talking about because you, you weren't a bass player. But no. how did you end up playing the bass guitar? Well, uh, a few years ago, some, someone just needed someone to play bass. It just, just basic bass. I'd never played bass. I knew, knew a few chords, <coughs> but I'd never played bass. And I just said, I'll play it. And I bought a bass, not particularly expensive, but I did the, we did the, the thing. it was a church event. I played the bass, put it back in its case, and I stuck it under the stairs, and, I, and there it stayed for at least five years. But then, uh, as, as my church life progressed and we wanted to, to move and to come to more lively church atmosphere, uh, I, got a, I got asked, uh, you know, they needed a bass player again. I said, well, I've got a bass. I'm not a good, ba I'm not a bass player because I wasn't a bass player. Um, but I said, but you know, I'll, I'll give it a go. So I gave it a go and, and that, and you know, and I just feel like, although at that point I didn't know my voice was going to be a problem, God was preparing me and saying, "Son, you, I've got you. You might not be able to sing for a season, but do this, mm. and it'll open other doors for you. Mm. You know, and and you'll affect other people, other band members." Um, you can have influence on, 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 on people's lives and, and, and help them in their walk. Um, and I found a lot of 
a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Satisfaction in being able to stand there at the back and, and play and let others take the singing. Because you were, I, I've seen some of the videos of you performing uh, where there's actually video of you, and you were the front man, you were the stage man, you That's were the, right. you were the the, the uh, Mick Jagger, yeah. if you like, of the band. That's um, right. So actually, it, I, I find this bit really significant because from someone who was, who really, and you were shy. Would it be fair to say you were a shy guy? Would that be? Would it be wrong to say that? It, Maybe not I, shy, I'm, but you're a bit quieter it, at times, it, aren't you? It's like a on stage. It's a bit like a Jekyll and Hyde yeah. thing. But off stage, you're not you're not that front man, are you? No. You don't, you're not like, you know, always at the centre of things, or you that's know, right. No. You, that's not you. Yet you you you've loved that. You it would be fair to say you've enjoyed that yeah. being that 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 role a, at the front. Yeah, that's right. But, it's a time when you're in charge, you're in control. Yeah. You've got that mic, and you're and you're gonna. But equally, give it you're abounding in a season where. At the moment, you, you're more at the back. You're more the, the manager than the, than the star player or, or whatever, right, and, yeah. and people. And I, I find that, I, yeah. I, I think that's an amazing testimony of, of you, Wayne. Yeah. I, I really, really But do. I still can't stand still. I know, I know, I know. Uh, some, pe <laughs> some people think I've got a problem, but there you go. I just struggle to, to stand still. Uh, it's just the natural the natural in me. Mate, God's put it in me. We love you God's moving about at the back. No one wants that changing. Amen. That's that's good. It's powerful Amen. and it's joy. You'd have to and time me up to change that. We would, mate. <laughs> we would. Um, listen, I I, I want to pray for you. <coughs> Come on, would you stand with me for a moment? With us for a moment. We we talked in the back. It, it, the 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 very first scriptures about breath are yeah. to the first man, Adam. And God created Adam, but it was only at the moment when God placed his breath into Adam that Adam became alive and, and a living, breathing human, child of God. Mm. Later with Ezekiel, when the, the dry bones, as the story, whether some of you may know it, obviously, and, and these dry bones in a... In a, in a in a, in a desolate place and God says no I'm going to raise those bones up and, and he raises them up he puts flesh on them and everything but then it said specifically they were still not alive mm. and then God brought his wind yeah. and put his breath in those bones in those bodies in those and they were flesh and blood at this point but it was only when his breath came into them that they came alive the breath of God in the Old Testament the word breath Roch meant spirit as well. The word is translated both ways. And, and I think there's something, well, there is something incredibly powerful that we are alive when we have God's breath in us. Mm. And so I pray, yeah. I pray right now uh, for more of God's breath in you, Wayne, more of his spirit in you, that you would feel not just his breath, that physical sense of his breath, but that sense of being alive more and more. I, I pray for healing of the lung, that you would 
you said to me you wanted more of God's breath in you yeah. well I pray that you would be fulfilled on that desire that you would get more of God's breath oh, in yeah, you yeah. and as you get more of God's breath in you you would feel more of God's spirit in you you would feel more of his life in you that he would use you more and more and more in this next season of your life yeah, that he would use you to touch others lives and that you would be an incredible amazing testimony that you would have no regrets Wayne no regrets that you would be a shining example to your two lovely daughters to your wife as well and to so many Thank other you, sons and daughters that God's given you in this church you, in Jesus name we pray for complete and utter healing and life in those lungs Thank breath you, in those lungs and everybody said amen, amen. hallelujah amen. give them a round of applause are you, are you okay to take your place again oh we're ready are you up for that I want to share a scripture as the band. Uh, we're going to close with a song. But Matthew 9, verse 35 to 38 says this. It says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, that's us. This is our part now. We are his disciples. He said this, he said, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ha ask him to send more workers into his fields. Church, Warrington, our town and the surrounding areas, we need more workers. We need more workers, but they're only going to become by our faithful service. I pray that that testimony of Wayne and his life and how he came to faith and what he's done with his life and so many more of us in here that we would be inspired again to be a shining example of those friends, fem family members, relatives, neighbours, work colleagues and we would just be ourselves. We would be a shining light, a witness, a city on a hill that would proclaim God's life in Jesus' name. Are you up for the fight? Are you up for the challenge? Come on, let's do it. Let's go out with a song. Let's sing this together and let's glorify his name. Hallelujah. Come on, guys.